0: All right, what is going on, everybody? My name is Dylan Dilworth, aka Dylan Tennyson, aka Dylan CBE. And welcome back to another episode of Dylan's Two Cents, aka Two Cent Tuesday. If you're watching live and in the studio today, I have two guests with me. I have our usual Alex Trent. Hey, what's up, everybody? Always good to be back. All right, and we also have another guest in here, Gabe. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hello, I'm Gabe Bartholomew. Happy Tuesday.
0: All right. And for those of y'all that cannot listen live, the show is available in podcast form on Apple, Google, Spotify. And the mic just <laughs> and the mic just uh just went out of nowhere. Uh but okay, excuse me. <laughs> it's live, so we're only doing one take. <laughs> uh so yeah, as I was saying, uh if you are not able to listen live, we are available in podcast form on Apple, Google Spotify, Anchor. Stitcher, Radio Public, basically all major podcasting outlets. So you can search for Dylan's Two Cents, or you can search my name, Dylan Dilworth, or if you want to make it convenient, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Dylan Dilworth, D Y L A N D I L W O R T H, and listen on there. And the best part about Anchor is if you don't want to listen on Anchor, just push the Listen in Another app button, p- click on your preferred platform, and it'll take you straight to it. So, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get right into the show. And for those of y'all that and for those of y'all that are new, we all know that I'll have y'all know that we always start with the gaming news first and with the major uh, three console companies. So we're going to start off with PlayStation and for the big news out here for PlayStation, there's been a lot of celebrating now. This has been a long requested feature in due time sony has officially you know last week uh four developers were snitching uh saying that they're uh, developing their games to be compatible for it but since then sony has officially came out and said that you will now be allowed to change your playstation network id come early 2019 And if you don't want to wait till early 2019, you can sign up for the beta to test it out. And you can change your name then, but it's closed. So you have to sign up and hope you get approved for it. But this is a feature long overdue. Xbox Live has been doing this since the 360 era. And we're just now getting it towards the end of the PS4 era. So, excuse me. So does anybody have any thoughts that they want to put in on this? I mean, you know, I've already told you guys before, I'm all about that, but
2: I'm more about changing your region, because, you know, Canada, I still have that account, so I can't really buy anything from here. I have to buy the physical copy and not the digital. Oh.
1: Hmm. I I personally thought this was already a thing, but I never bothered with changing the name because, like, I just like my gamertag the way it is. Right. But, yeah, I didn't know that this wasn't a thing until until finding out.
0: Basically, we're gonna hop into some details right now. I think it's a good thing, so I'm starting to revive all of my burner accounts because I have like about six or seven PlayStation accounts. Because yo, I made like I made like oh, seven man. accounts in the span of like the three years of middle school. So, so you're
2: one of those type that would get banned in video games. And no, <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. See, I didn't get banned. See, uh, like we, like me and my friends back in middle school, like we changed our clan name a lot. And the problem was that we put like our clan tags in our actual PlayStation ID, mm. you know, like and then so you know, and plus the whole different trends. So like I like I have an account uh, to where uh, I have like my main account is still my main account. That's right, always right. been my main account. That was the first account I created, and then the my burner accounts was just for when we go if yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, my main account is always my main account, but my burner accounts were for when the whole squad would get online and we would play as a clan. Cause you know, like back then, like Call of Duty, like back on Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops One, like when the whole party and then all six of you have the same like gamer tag or PlayStation ID. So yeah, so like I got an account with like you know, back y'all uh, like back when it was cool to have like XX underscore in the front and then underscore XX at the end of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah and stuff so i got an account like that then i got one where it's just like my gamer tag but then like a clan in the front or the back of it so uh yeah so that's so i'm reviving those uh burner counts i gotta remember all them passwords for it uh, I've so i've got access to like four out of seven now so you know i'm gonna I'm use the name changes on those to actually like change the names but uh, when this update does go live, the first tr- the first name change will be free. It's on the house, and then if you want to change it again after that, it will be ten dollars. But if you are a PlayStation Plus member, it gets discounted down to five dollars. Hmm. And not all games will be compatible with this, so an older game will still display your old PSN ID. So, but basically, I think they said it, every game after April of twenty. Th- uh, I said twenty, yeah. Yes. oh my god I was about to say 2018. oh my god <laughs> yeah any game after April 2018 uh, was cause it will be you'll show your new name and then you also have the option to display your old name so that if you change your name and you want people on your friends list to recognize you uh, that's the thing and so yeah as I said already said earlier you can sign up for the closed beta or you can wait for the official release in early 2019 so yeah so, uh, cause you know these PSN names that I've been that I've seen throughout the years mm-mm Like, yeah, go go ahead and use that. (laughs) Next. I don't know why people are acting surprised about this news, but basically Sony just basically confirmed the PlayStation 5 is coming. (laughs) Really? Yeah, Uh, Yeah, because, like, people are just acting, like, surprised because, like, they they already gave us a hint, like, earlier – This year, when they said the PlayStation 4 was entering the last year of its life... was not the last year, the last phase of its life cycle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was basically a hint of, you know, get your wallets ready. Yeah, uh, but that's,
2: like, that's too soon, though. Mm. Too soon? How long has the PS4 been around?
0: Since 2013.
2: Uh, Still, I mean, I don't know. It's going a little bit too fast. I mean, yeah... (laughs) I'm just saying that because I got a PS4 like a couple of months ago, but, <laughs> so like, <it's>, bro.
0: <laughs> but like, they just confirmed, like, they just confirmed that they're working on it. So it's okay. not gonna come out like okay. this year and so next. It's year. in production. Yeah, it's in production. Right. I'm like, I've always said it. I assume that the that I'm assuming at the earliest we get a 2019 announcement with a 2020 release date. But I think the sweet spot is 2020 announcement, 2021 release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, because last generation, I believe last generation was, if I remember the, the top of my head correctly, the longest generation for consoles, and that was, what, seven years? B- uh, seven years between the uh, PS3 and PS4? Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, but, you know what I'm saying, I'm thinking 2020 announcement, 2021 release date, that's what I'm thinking, at least. So, yeah. I don't know, are y'all, like, are y'all ready for a PS5 right now, or...
1: Pens. like by then i mean i might even be close to being out of college so i i could save up for it but at that time i'm probably not gonna really care because you know by then i'd have the ps4 for probably six years if this comes out in 2021 yeah i i probably won't really care about it at that point i'll just have enough games on the ps4 to play alex you don't care because he like because I mean, like this is an
2: audio podcast right and yeah, just, yeah, yeah and he's like, like doing like, like, I like mean, the shrug and I'm, like, you know
0: some words. <sighs>
2: What was your question again? Sorry.
0: No, it's like, no, like, do you actually, like, care about the PlayStation 5? Like, do you feel like it's too early? Yeah, I I definitely
2: think it's too early because, I mean, since it's in production, I guess it's not that early, but, uh, I mean, to announcing it now, you know, I mean, what else can you add on the PS5 really? Because you already have 4K on PS4, and there isn't really, like, anything big going on unless you want to like have a bigger like gaming card mm. you know
0: yeah but like I me mean, i don't know like I've, I've heard people that was like oh yeah we're ready for a playstation 5 where and stuff like that but i'm like nah, i don't know like 20 like i don't know like 2020 2021 i'll be ready but you know it's in production right now they're developing it and so you know and xbox said the you know said the same Thing, uh, because they're working on something codenamed Xbox Scarlet, I believe. Scarlet. Oh, yeah, Scarlet. So, uh, what's good? So, that's we're assuming that they're working on their next gen console, too. So, you know. Uh, and next piece of Sony news. So, this is a rumor right now. So, rumor of working on a secret sci fi game. And uh, for those of y'all, Naughty Dog? Uh, Yeah, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog. Oh. And for those of y'all that's not familiar with Naughty Dog's work, Uncharted, uh, the Uncharted series, Last of Us series, boom, they have other games under their belt, but those are the two main ones right now. And so this could be a lot of people are speculating that this could be Savage Starlight, and where people are getting that from is it's a comic book series inside of the Last of Us universe that are collectibles that you can pick up throughout the first game. And that's set in like the year like I think twenty one eighty six if I remember correctly uh, like so yeah so that's what that could be but it could also be uh, a new IP or something completely different but where this thing came from was a uh, you know a rumor of a casting call uh, was put out and they're looking for an African American male uh, between the forty but yeah in between the age of forty and sixty they used uh, Chad Coleman. Um, most of you probably better know him as uh tyrese from the walking dead and uh yeah so and uh this website called junkie monkeys they actually have some leaked concept art uh that you can view on their site and it's a bunch of concept art and they have a quote on there they didn't say who it's from but i'll just go ahead and read the quote now but you know it's a rumor so just take it with a grain of salt the quote that they have is we explored the idea of doing a science fiction game following the Jack and Daxter franchise complete with androids, robots, and futuristic weapons. The sci-fi game was going to be centered around a city that had been built up around a giant hole in the ground. No one knew exactly what created the hole, but the adventure would have the player exploring the depths. So, you know, this is just... Uh, just take it with a grain of salt. This could be true. This could be false. But then again, like Naughty Dog has been known to break up into uh, smaller teams. So because, you know, like for right now, this is, if this is true, because we know like when they were developing uh, Uncharted and The Last of Us, they had the majority working on Uncharted while they had the, well, they had a small team break up and start working on The Last of Us. So if this is really in development you know it's uh you know this is usual for naughty dog where they have the main they have the majority working on this project and then they have and then they have a smaller team working on this so you know yeah and as far as nintendo news this week there was some nintendo news but i don't know like it's nothing worth talking about for real because you know they've uh unveiled some you know like some uh Oh, man, what's the word I'm looking for? Not custom consoles, but, you know, uh, with, like, them console bundles, and then they have a design console. say like, some stuff like that. There's not really much to talk Mm. about there, so no. Uh, And I think uh, the Dark Souls Remastered is coming out soon for the Nintendo Switch, I think. Oh, that's that's real? Yeah, uh, Dark Souls Remastered for the Switch. Let me do a quick fact check real quick. I think that's coming out soon. Yeah, September twenty second. So, oh wait, no. Oh, wait, oh, anyway, no. Okay, no. I want Nintendo Switch. That's the original game. Okay, no, I want the Switch release date. <laughs> yeah, October nineteenth. So yeah, that's coming out this. That's how. Yeah, I think that's this week. Yeah, October nineteenth for the Nintendo Switch. Okay, so, yeah. So Dark Souls remaster is coming out for the Switch. So yeah, that. Uh, but there's not make really that much. You know, Nintendo news, you know, holiday season when they're gearing up for Super Smash. But the Ultimate, there'll probably be a lot more news about Nintendo. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the Xbox news. So Xbox, the October software update has rolled out. And for those of you that was around in the 360 era, uh, they have updated the avatars. So new Xbox avatars. So you can go through. They look, you know, more like realistic and lifelike compared to the to the old school avatars and you know xbox uh, not xbox microsoft excuse me microsoft has said that uh you know that you can create your new one and then you can pick if you want the new one or the old one uh to still pop up for you and i believe they said the wardrobe will transfer over so yeah so xbox avatars do you have anything to add about this before i get on to the rest of the details
2: um, I mean, I know uh there's this uh this meme going on about the uh, avatar about how like the faded haircut, oh yeah sorry. yeah, it cuts like at the half of the head and not
0: like from the back, I don't know Gabe you have anything uh, about the avatar no i don't I don't really use. Like, Xbox
1: One, and I don't, I'm not even into avatars. Like, the last time I was into an avatar in gaming was the Wii system. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I never really – I don't mess with avatars personally. But, yeah, I do like the idea, otherwise, of having, like, more ways to customize your character. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: See, if I was on Xbox, I'd probably, like – I will don't know, because I'm, I'm big on avatars and custom players. So, if I had an Xbox, I'd probably go crazy with this thing, <laughs> just, like – I don't know. Be like, put a whole outfit and have them looking all fresh and stuff like that. So that'll probably be me. But uh, another part of this update is Dolby Vision support. So if you're watching Netflix or streaming any type of video and you have a uh, Adobe Vision uh, compatible television or Adobe or Adobe uh, was because sound system that's compatible, you know, uh, you can now work that through the PlayStation. Not PlayStation, excuse me, Xbox. Oh my God! <laughs> through the uh, through the Xbox, excuse me. Yeah, through the Xbox. So if you have a compatible uh, compatible TV, sound system, or display, you know, go ahead and uh, utilize that. Uh, it, I believe that you have to actually go after you update it. You have to manually turn it on in the settings first. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's what they said. So go ahead. So you know, if you update it and you have a compatible display and sound system. Do not uh, assume that's automatically on, just go to the settings and make sure. And the last big thing about this update is uh, the Alexa integration to the Xbox. So now you have Cortana and Alexa working with your Xbox. And so now Amazon, uh, they have put out Xbox bundles so you can get an Xbox one S or Xbox one X off of Amazon. It will come bundled with an Amazon echo. And then you can uh, link that up to your Echo and have some functions with Alexa on your thing. So I know, like, one of the headliners was Alexa, uh, turn on my Xbox, and you know, so, uh, like, so yeah, so voice commands. Cause I know uh, Microsoft is like really big on, uh, really big on voice commands, cause like you know with the Connect and uh, stuff like that. So you know. The voice commands right at the alley, and then you have it, uh, you know, with your Amazon Echo, which if you have an Echo already, then you have already have it hooked up to most of the electronics in your house. So, you know, that's a good thing. And then the last piece of Xbox news, we have a rumor, another rumor. bro so many rumors, leaks, and stuff has been happening recently. But a uh, rumor that's going around is that Microsoft is in the final stages of acquiring Obsidian Entertainment. And, you know, if you watched E3 2018, you know Microsoft went out and bought a whole bunch of studios. And, you know, and you know, they must be gearing up for this next generation that had these games and these exclusives. But they, um, excuse me, uh, but they now are in the final works, or at least the rumor is that they are in the final steps of negotiating to acquire City and Entertainment. And for those of y'all that are not familiar with Obsidian Entertainment, maybe you're familiar with their work. And this is not everything. It's just the notable ones. Some notable games that they've developed are Star Wars, Knights Knights of the Old Republic 2, Fallout New Vegas, the South Park Stick of Truth, and Skyforge. Those are just some of the notable ones that they uh, worked on. So, you know, quality, You know, from this resume of games, the Microsoft catching a W with this one, they, they seem to uh, be able to develop some some good games all right and now we're finna get into the other gaming news and i'm gonna let alex take over on this one because he's more familiar with anime than everybody here (laughs) so
2: oh yeah so um right so this is my favorite topic because you know i love anime that's a known fact and uh so we're gonna talk about jump force today and uh we've recently discovered there's two other characters and actually an additional anime that's out and it's Saint Seiya and uh the two characters is Pegasus and Dragon now um in Saint Seiya Pegasus is the main character of that anime specific so of course he'll be a given and uh Dragon he's a uh, He's basically the white Power Ranger of Power (laughs) Rangers, you know. He's like, in what way? He's like, he's like a second character, but he's just (laughs) dope, you know. Like everyone loves the White Ranger, so like (laughs) everyone would love uh, Dragon. And so, if you guys didn't know about Saint Seiya, it's uh basically uh takes back in time, like ancient Greece, I think, and it's about the. 12 Zodiacs uh, reaches their goal to protect uh, Queen Athena because in Greek mythology Athena is
0: a big deal. And uh, so, yeah. All right. So that is another uh, anime and some more characters coming to Jump Force. And uh, speaking of Jump Force, man, Bandai Namco, man. Y'all had me excited and then y'all just hit me and then y'all just like hit me with a bat, man. Because like, (laughs) I got, because for those of y'all that don't know, I signed up for the close beta, and I got a, I'm got. i checking my email, and I see an email from Bandai Namco, <laughs> and the subject was, thank you for your interest in Jump Force. I click on the email, and then it's, like, real, like, it's, like, real colorful with these designs on it. You see the Jump Force yeah. logo and stuff on it, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, this email looking official, so I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I got in. <laughs> yes. I got in, and I scroll down. And I scroll down to the middle of the email, and then they said that I didn't get in. <laughs> That's cold. cold. Real, I was like, man, <laughs> talk about a troll. But really, yeah, cause I thought, cause you know, cause you know how like doing yeah, like yeah, really yeah, decorative yeah. emails and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. yo, I got in. But then, I, oh. then I was like, oh man. So they really yeah. took the time to. <laughs> yeah, they basically, you know, they they tried to make rejection like at least. Yeah. a little bit better yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> because you know i would have expected, because i was expecting just like a plain email or whatever just be like oh thank you for your interest you didn't make mm-hmm. it or whatever but they like the way the email is designed and it, like it, I, it makes you think that you get in and then it's right, just like right. nope so gosh yeah so and but they said i'm still um in the wait list yeah, I'm still on the wait list for future and upcoming betas oh, for Jump Force. So hopefully I get into one of those because I want to play as Yugi Moto <laughs> or Yama Yugi. All right. Next up on the other gaming news. So Rockstar is in the news again. But, but you know, that's because, uh you know, their game is coming up and uh, coming out next week. So, you know, any little thing involving Rockstar is going to make the news uh, now more than any time else than when they're not having a game out. But uh, first things first with Rockstar, uh, another rumor uh, is that they are working on Bully 2 because people, uh, I think it was, I, I want to say the their UK studio uh, put it out, uh, cast and call, and that they were kind of looking for people to play professors and stuff like that. But it's just a rumor. We have no confirmation of it at all. So it's just a rumor. The casting call could be for something completely different, or you know, did this casting call even happen? Because it's just because it's just a rumor right now. But you know, a Bully Two is a highly anticipated title from Rockstar. A lot of people actually been asking for it since the release of the first Bully back on the PS Two days. So, and anyway, like so, uh, yeah. So you know, Bully Two could be on the way, but you know the the gap between like their games releasing cuz you know GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. that gap is big so we're probably not going to see another Rockstar game until next gaming generation probably so
1: <laughs> or you know it could even just be a live action adaptation of the bully movie
0: <laughs> a live action movie, yeah. movie yeah. <laughs> cuz that's a good reputation these days wow well. <laughs> no <laughs> Hey, cause anything is on the table for Rockstar, man. They basically do what they want. Yeah. All right, next piece of Rockstar news. So, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, has been revealed to be 65 hours long. And that's after they cut out five hours Ooh. of content. So, you know, if you get this game, don't be trying to rush through it, man. Just enjoy it because no matter how much you rush through it, you're still going to be playing the game. <laughs> man like one thing uh but they didn't disclose that that was like main story stuff or side stuff i'm assuming that's gonna be like the average domain and some side missions but you know there's a whole bunch of stuff in this game so but still 65 hours even if like the 65 hours is to like 100 100 percent the game i was about to say 100 uh 100 complete, complete I don't know what I was about to say <laughs> Yeah but uh, Even if the 65 hours Is to 100% the game That is still A, a long time So mm. You know Raider right Redemption too. Just be ready to Dedicate To that game And not do Much else <laughs> So And I would, then I'd personally wait till maybe Like the summer Cause otherwise we're probably yeah. All gonna be sucked into that game Yeah the summer again. Yeah yeah so, that's, that's what I I don't know or winter, like wait until Christmas. You know, yeah, when a break, so you know you got that break from work or students, you have that break from school. So you know,
1: sixty-five hours.
0: Yeah, sixty-five hours, Gosh. and then sixty-five hours of content. That also explains the. I'm gonna remind y'all again, the one hundred and five gigabyte, oh. uh, space needed, and that's without. Uh, Red Dead Online. So once Red, uh, once Red Dead Online comes, that's probably be like another thirty or fifty gigs. A lot of content in this game. So make sure you have the time and the space on your hard drive. So, all right, next up is a little bit of uh controversy. So we all know, I actually wrote a paper on this last last school year about crunching the video game industry. And for those of y'all that don't not familiar with the term crunch, it just means excessive overtime. And that's basically when developers have to work a super long time to meet a deadline for a game and they end up working crazy amount of hours and rocks and rockstar or somebody from rockstar ended up saying like, I didn't meet like, they, cause like from the context of the interview, I think it was, cause they was talking about, about how much content is in the game. Excuse me, microphone I shifted the other way. Uh, how much content was in the game. I didn't think I think they were like saying this to the point like not to as a not as like oh we work a hundred hours a week uh like brag about working a hundred hours a week. I think it was more of there's so much content in this game to finish uh-huh. it up we had to work a hundred hours a week. Right. And you know, so and you know, excessive overtime has been a problem and you know, I actually wrote a paper on it. And you know so a lot now rockstar f- and take two interactive the parent company is going under a lot of backlash and actually like came out with a little follow up statement basically saying that the 100 hours a week it wasn't for the whole development cycle it was just the last 3 weeks to <laughs> finish up the game or whatever, like that. But unlike still, even if it was three weeks, they're still under fire because imagine working a hundred hours a week. That's like what, like twelve? That's what? over
1: fourteen hours a day. Yeah, like that's when like, you were working all, I calculated. It said fourteen point two eight hours
0: a week or yeah, a day. A day,
1: all seven. You know, for
0: all. If you work all seven days, fourteen hours a day. So, you know, but you know, uh, just, you know, I, I'll say I said it in my paper, but I'll say it again live on air. And I said in a podcast I did last year that I posted to SoundCloud, unionize, man. Like, y'all, y'all got to get a union, bro, Like, because y'all need to be compensated for, because you know, most game developers are working on a salary and not hour, hourly. So, I know y'all got to get, y'all got to form some type of union together. So, that way, when y'all work in these ridiculous amount of hours, you get, you get some type of compensation. So, and then the last <laughs> piece of rock star news. Rockstar they explain they kind of explain why they don't work with uh, big name actors no more. So they said that they don't work with big name actors because of ego and immersion. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say the ego part for for last, but basically immersion they they don't hire them because of immersion because they don't want you playing the game and then you hear a familiar voice and then it kind of like takes you out of the game. Okay. Like for So, like, for example, you know, like, if, like, I'm trying to think, who has, like, a really, like, unique voice or, like, a really recognizable voice? Like, I don't know. I'll say Kevin Hart. (laughs) I'll I'll say Kevin Hart or whatever. So, I'm like, if you're playing a game and then you hear Kevin Hart's voice as the main character, it's kind of, like, it's kind of, like, going to draw you out of immersion and be like, yo, be like, I'm playing the game and, like, you know, because, like, uh, like, I'm this is like an example I'm trying to make up on the spot. So basically if you're playing like a game and the role is really outside of the normal Kevin Hart content and you hear Kevin Hart's voice, you're gonna be like, Whoa, like Kevin Hart yeah. doesn't do this type of doesn't do this type of work or mm-hmm. like do this type of thing, you know, it's like so it's gonna be kinda weird and break the immersion. And so they said they would rather have a lesser known person who voice you don't recognize to keep you immersed in the game. hmm and the second thing and the and the second thing is egos. I know this is a lot uh you know. you know me and Gabe we're film majors and you know the the first thing that they tell us is to you know well if not the first thing one of the first things is you know be easy to work with. Oh yeah. Because Definitely. you know egos go uh like out the window cuz you know <laughs> egos they oh, what's cuz they make Everything harder because, you know, if you got, you know, just your ego can get away. Anything get in the way of scheduling, acting, any basically any part. And if you you know, that's just makes it more stressful and the process takes longer and it makes it not enjoyable anymore. And, you know, enjoying enjoying what you do should be a part of your job. So, and, you know, I guess Rockstar, they don't want to go through that stress of dealing with egos and stuff. So, because for this to be a reason, and they say anymore, they don't. Anymore. Yeah, anymore. So, that means they dealt with this in the past. Uh. So, I guess they're tired of that stress and, you know, moving forward. But it might also uh,
1: just be, like, how much these actors get paid. Like, how much you have to pay them because... Like, you know, they had, like, some actors in the Call of Duty franchise, like, Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare, like, had uh, Kit Harington John S- from, you know, Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. He played yeah. the main villain. Like, it did take me out of the movie or of the game for a little bit, but then it kind of didn't because then I saw almost, like, the way I see it as a movie. Like, you see the mm-hmm. same actors playing different roles. Like, it takes you out for a moment, but then you just get used to it and you see it more as the character. So, like, then I, but then I get back into the immersion. But, yeah, it does take you out
0: for a bit, but... I think over time it just develops and you just get used to it. Yeah, yeah Same for me because I know uh, Advanced Warfare. Kevin Spacey played the main villain, <laughs> and then so and I'm like, I was like, yo, that's Kevin Spacey. I'm like, he's, like he's in a video game. I'm like, yo, I'm like, this is weird. I never <laughs> seen him in a video game before. Right. You know, like, but then again, but it's like, oh, this is another role he's playing. Like the, like he's playing a bad guy, he's playing a villain or somebody that's really ambitious. Kind of like similar to how. He was, like, really ambitious in House of Cards and stuff like that. So it kind of, we said, like, oh, this is just another role and stuff like that. So it got me back into it, but still there's that occasion where it's like, oh, that's Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's such and such. All right, so, yeah, so that's the last piece of gaming news today. Well, Alex, do you have anything you want to add to this? To uh-huh. gaming news? Uh, Yeah, the gaming news or what we just got done talking about. Um,
2: No, I don't think so.
0: All right, well that is the last piece of yeah. gaming news this week. All right, everybody, and we are back and we are now ready to cover the film and television news for this week. And you if you're new to the show, you already know that we start off with well, well with the game, not with the game. Oh my god. <laughs> With the film and television news, we like to start off with what we've been watching. So I'm gonna let y'all go ahead and go first. Alex, you have been watching anything in part- particular? All right, so um, I know I've been watching, uh,
2: as in for anime, I've been watching My Hero Academia, but you know, that's over. Waiting for season four to come out, you know, uh, it's gonna yeah. be a big deal. Um, I'm also watching uh this anime called Black Clover. I don't know if you guys know. It's it's like uh so you know how like Naruto and One Piece, Fairy they're they're all closing right now. Like they're they're near at either they're gone or they're already at the end. And so uh Black Clover and My Hero Academia is what's replacing them right now. So I'm currently watching that as uh for Normal shows, I'm watching uh, Riverdale. Um, I'm still on Friends. <laughs> and uh, and just for fun, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but in my continue to watch,
0: I have Saint Seiya. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Gabe, you've been watching anything in particular? Or? Well, yeah, like a few
1: weeks ago, there was that... You know, like, live-action adaptations are, usually don't do as good these days, but there was this new adaptation on a popular anime called Bleach, and it mm. was released on Netflix a few weeks ago, Yeah, and it surprisingly did really good, like, not just from my enjoyment of it, but, like, reception-wise, it has an 83 audi- audience score on Rotten Tomato with an eighty, yeah, average 80% on thermometer. It, it did really good just as an adaptation and as a movie itself, and... I would recommend it to Bleach fans
2: for sure. I mean, but that's the thing, though. Because it's Netflix, you know, I don't really trust live actions anymore Mm -hmm. because, you know, we we all know the accident with Death Note. And so, (laughs) I mean, ever since that, like, I can respect that they have a live action. But part of me is, like, I don't want to watch it because I don't want to get, like, my hopes up, you know?
0: You don't want want your childhood
1: ruined.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it, it reminded me of the, like last year, a lot of people actually didn't really cover this. There was a live-action Tokyo Ghoul movie, which also mm. got around the same praise, too. 69% for audience score, though, but it still got a it got right. a good praise. It just wasn't as popular as this Bleach anime. But mm-hmm. speak, but uh, speaking of Tokyo Ghoul, that's also what I'm getting into. The fourth season that just came out, or okay. technically season three, part two. Yeah. I didn't, I was unaware that it was coming out at this month. I just, mm. I saw it on Hulu, and I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Right. And... Attack on Titan season. That's really about it.
0: Oh. All right. Well, for me, uh, as far as, like, series I've been watching, uh, I still need to finish Big Mouth.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, come <Yeah>. on,
0: dude. <laughs> I've been busy, man. I've been watching whenever I can. But yeah. I got, like, two or three episodes left of uh, of Big Mouth. I'm probably going to finish that this week. Uh-huh. And, then, uh, and then as far as, like, films, I just saw uh, – times the L. royale that i'm gonna talk about later uh but yeah so that's what all i've been watching uh this week so all right next we're gonna go into the box office news for this weekend that just passed and venom stays number one in the box office this week uh, made 35 million dollars in its second weekend the first weekend it made 80 oh and these numbers are domestic by the way these are not the international numbers. So these are just domestic. So Venom is number one. A star's born continues to be number two. And then First Man that uh First Man came out Friday. Excuse me. Sorry, though. Uh, Bird. first man and Goosebumps 2 came in third and fourth place. They both made 16 million this weekend. And then Bad Times at the El Royale that also came out uh, last weekend mm. came in at number seven with seven million, seven million opening weekend. So, and you know what's coming out Friday? Friday with Halloween? Yeah, the new Halloween. I hey shout out yeah shout out michael Myers! bro how, like how petty do you have to be to still be trying to kill somebody after <laughs> f- after 40 years you still trying to kill the same
1: person same town yeah. like instead of just moving on to like hawaii or something yeah like, <laughs> I, like I know uh
2: i know family guy like e- even the chicken he 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 learned to forgive <laughs> but like yo michael myers he's like that dread is going along
0: yeah, but, but then but then again Michael Myers is in a is in a psychiatric ward. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. actually like mentally unstable, so right. I don't know, yeah. but still, but 40 years, you know, holding a grudge for 40 years. But you know, we're probably still going to say shout out to uh Jason Bloom, Bloom House Productions, man. He's pr- he's producing this one. Mm-hmm. So if this goes well, then hopefully I'll like to see Jason Bloom get uh get his hands on the right to system more classic uh classic uh, horror franchises so yeah and then we are gonna i'm gonna dive in to this quick review of bad times the el royale and i figure i need to put this disclaimer out here this is after one viewing this is one of those movies where you have to see at least more than once because there's it's like a it's like a Quint tarantino-esque movie where there's multiple multiple protagonists and it's really dialogue heavy and different few points like that so it's one of those that uh as you have to see again so i, I plan on seeing it again uh because you know like some of the stuff that i was like making my bullet points or whatever i was like well i can kind of see how this plays into the movie so i kind of took it off the list because i want to see it a second time Cause like the whole uh, those are the quick synopsis. So basically, the bad times that El Royale takes place over one night at this old uh, rundown hotel that's a bi state establishment. It's on the border of California and Nevada. So half so half of the hotel is in Nevada. Half the hotel is in the, uh, is in California. And uh, and seven strangers show up. You know, like with all, with basically their own little secrets to hide, and you know, stuff happens throughout the night. I'm not trying to spoil anything, but, uh, but just to dive in real quick. So, quick things for the good, uh, good performances by everybody. The performances was really good. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, he is a scene stealer. When he came into the film, he just stole the scene. So that was good. Uh, Cynthia, Aaron, okay, Cynthia. I'm um assuming that's how you pronounce her name. Sorry if I'm butchering it. But she uh she was fire in the movie, you know, beautiful, beautiful singing voice, great performance. And as far as the performances I don't know, the one that stuck out to me was Lewis Pullman. He plays uh Miles Miller, uh, one of the employees at the Al Royale. He has one more he has one of the more emotional roles and and he was a one. He was Fire in this movie, especially in the last act. Yo, he, yo, he, like, I don't know. That, that was an excellent performance. But as far as the bad, uh, one of the main points is pacing. And the reason why the pacing is so bad is because of flashbacks, dog. So, uh, for those of y'all that know about film, you know, like, in Tarantino films, how he likes to kind of. Like some of his stories, he likes to break it up into chapters. Yeah, but this, but, but, but what they did in this movie was a home. Let me let me give a uh fuck because you know there's probably that some people that's uh. That's not listening. Bad Times. The Air Royale is not directed by Quentin Tarantino. It is directed by Drew Goddard. And uh, his some of his work include A Cabin in the Woods and a writer. and A writer credit on a lot more films and a producer credit on, on some more films. But, yeah. So, this is not... Uh, the reason why we say Quentin Tarantino-esque is because, you know, this was, like... This type of style is kind of, like... Like I'm, I don't want to. Like I'm having a hard time wearing this. Not made famous vibe. It's, it's similar to. Yeah, it's similar to how Quentin Tarantino uh, like build, uh, like did in Hateful Eight uh, and other movies. Like in the tension build up, like in Glorious Bastard. It's similar to yes. Quentin Tarantino's style of doing films. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. thank you, Gabe, for that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but. Yeah, back, but the, uh, Quinn Tarantino and like those movies, he broke it up into like chapters, but in this movie, they did it by room. So it's like, you'll get the perspective. Oh, so like something will happen and then it'll flash to perspective on room. So they doing it by room. So the guests that staying in room four, you see their perspective in room five and stuff like that. And then they have uh, flashbacks to kind of give you, like, the backstory of the characters. And the flashbacks is a real momentum killer. Like, especially in the last act, I was fully invested in the situation. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And then, boom, they have a flashback. And I was I literally in the theater, I went, oh, bro. I was like, I'm so invested in what's going to happen. And then boom, a flashback. I'm like, come on, bro. You just... just. It killed like the flashbacks kills the momentum. They they I don't know. They could have found a better way to implement those because it kind of like killed the momentum of the film. Just curious, What's have up? you?
1: I mean, this flashback thing. Like, I've seen this in a lot of. as a problem in certain TV shows, like um, you know, like Arrow. Yeah, from season three and onward, like the flashbacks. Personally, for me, like it always made it made me want to just fast forward. But unfortunately, the flashbacks at some point they would shoe they would shoehorn in something that was important for you to have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I always want from season three onward, I always wanted to skip past those because it just it was just a bunch of filler, in my opinion. And yeah, it's just better just not not to universe build. Just better to tell the story that you have now instead of universe building around it until people are. Even more invested
0: into it if you get, I'm saying. yeah, because uh, like in the because the story reveals, uh, cause like the story will like reveal like what's like what happens and the person is there and why they're there, but the but the flashbacks is like okay, this is how they ended up in this situation to uh, be here. Okay. So like um so like my problem like is it the flashbacks themselves for me it's just the placement of it right so that's uh and then i uh, and then another thing it kind of left a lot of things unanswered but you know i'm i'm not going to elaborate on this too much because they it might have been answered in the film and i didn't notice it because this is one of those we have to watch multiple times so i'm not going to go too in on that but other than that uh i, uh, what's, I definitely recommend for people to see it and make sure you have some time on your hands because the movie is about like two hours and fifteen minutes or oh, two really? hours and twenty minutes. So make sure you have some time on your hands before you see it. So all right yeah so that's that. So we're gonna uh hop into this uh film news. Oh my god, you almost are out of time. But uh we're gonna get through this. So basically we're gonna try to roll through this as fast as we can. So Ron coogler he has signed the deal he will return for the Black Panther sequel. Uh-huh. And he will serve as writer and director, and production is set to begin in late 2019 or early 2020. So you know, Brian Kogler. Mm. hey, go ahead, do your thing, man, do your thing. We excited for this one, the Black Panther sequel. We excited, but well, we still gotta find. But you know, this is obviously gonna take place place after the second, uh, se- the not the second Avengers, uh, the fourth, yeah, the fourth yeah. Avengers or Infinity mm. War Part Two, as a lot of people are. Uh, calling it nowadays so
1: it's just interesting yeah. that they announced this stuff especially with like what happened in the third Avengers movie it almost feels like either a spoiler or if or it feels like maybe there's gonna be someone else playing the Black Panther character I don't know I don't know what it's at right now I'd personally prefer Chadwick like as the Black Panther in the movie like did you guys what do you guys yeah. think about that
0: Well uh, the thing that like the producers and stuff over at Marvel, And Joe and Anthony Russo, where they're saying, like, in interviews and stuff, because it was, like, so, because, like, all these films are being announced, does that mean they're not dead. And then uh, the Russo brothers, you know, like, I guess this is their cop-out. They was, like, well, we don't, like, we can tell a story at any place in time. Like, the, Uh. it was, like, so the story, so, like, if, for example, so he was, like, Spider-Man Far From Home. He said that doesn't necessarily have to be after Infinity War, they can go back in time and they can tell a story that's before Infinity War. So, but I feel like that was their cop out answer of hmm. saying this person is dead and this person is not dead. So that that's what I kind of feel is a cop out answer. But you know, but you know, it's, they still got to figure out uh, what direction it is going in. So like, what all is happening in the in the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because you know, some contracts is up and stuff. Some contracts are up and stuff like that. So no uh then let's see what and speaking of marvel marvel cinematic news so uh brie larson she uh she is playing captain marvel and she denied that she signed a seven movie deal with marvel so basically on twitter by the time i saw the tweet the tweet she was responding to was deleted so but basically from people that was there already you know somebody like they were saying that brie larson signed a seven movie deal with uh with Marvel, and then she basically just went on Twitter and she tweeted uh, counterpoint this is not true. So she's not, so she didn't sign a seven movie contract. So, hmm. but and speaking of more Marvel Cinematic Universe news, Scarlett Johansson, she is securing the bag. So her solo film, she will get a $15 million payday, and that is equal pay that Chris. Evans and Chris Hemsworth received for their solo movies. So Scarlett Johansson out here securing the bag in equal pay. Fifteen mil. Do your thing. Do your thing. Don't spend it all in one place. What does it mean? Like like it's uh there's gonna be like a Black Widow movie? Yeah, her oh. so, yeah, Black Willow yeah. Black Widow solo movie. I didn't know about this. Yep, and she's getting fifteen mil for that. Mm. Could so. Do anything with that movie. Take place
1: anytime really. Yep. So, you know,
0: don't, hands, and man, don't, uh, don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> all right. And then we're going to transition over from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the DC Extended Universe. James Gunn, who was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, has been hired over at DC to write and potentially direct the Suicide Squad sequel. So he will be on as a writer, but he is not guaranteed to be director. So that that is another important thing right there because he's a writer and he will potentially be the director. So David, I think it's pronounced Ayer or Ayer. David Ayer or Ayer. So he approves of this, but uh, that's at least what the tweet says. So he tweeted, I think it's an incredible, brave, and smart move by the studio. James is the right man for the job. And David Ayer, or, I, or he directed the first Suicide Squad movie. So, you know, no hard feelings there, or at least that's what public perception wants us to think. So, but as, so far, so good. Okay. Catch my breath real quick. Yeah. All right. And then Warner Brothers, man, their ambitions for Warner Animation's group is, is right there, man. So for those of y'all that don't know, uh, Warner's Warner's Warner Ambitions Group is uh, what's called is an animation group that Warner Brothers formed in 2013 with who they believe were their top animators,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they have been very ambitious with their uh, projects. So I know they put out um, the Lego Movie, Smallfoot, and some more animated movies, but now they are negotiating deals to get a Tom and Jerry and a Scooby-Doo movie worked with the studio. So the Tom and Jerry is going to be a, is going to be a hybrid of live action and animated. That's if that's, if these deals go through mm-hmm. will be Tom and Jerry will be a live action and animated hybrid, kind of like how space jam was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and the studio has also brought in Chris Columbus as a producer uh, to try and do a new Scooby-Doo animated movie. So they they really out here they're ambitious. So they're you know they're trying to prove their place in the animation in the animation movie realm. And so you know these movies are still uh don't expect them anytime soon. They got like expected release date of like 2020 and further on. <clears throat> so yeah, so they have so, you know, outside of, you know, the classic cartoons, uh, they have the sequel for Lego Movie 2 set for February 8th, 2019. And then Warner Brothers, they also uh, acknowledge that that Tom and Jerry and Scooby-Doo are, you know, are important historical characters. And they said they want to treat these properties the same way how they've been treating uh, the DC... Uh, the DC properties and the Harry Potter properties. So they they're saying they're they're saying <laughs> that they're ready to take this serious. So, you know, they're taking their animation game. They they uh, I don't know too ambitious.
1: Yeah, I mean, look what they did with the DC property though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you never know. Yeah, so I yeah, think, that, I don't think it's too ambitious. I mean, but it's I give them a chance maybe. You know, there's always potential in such beloved content, but then again, it's really beloved and precious, and that's one of my childhoods. Like, Tom and Jerry, I watched that all the time as a kid. Uh, uh, I might give it a chance, see what it, maybe see what some of the reception looks like or some of the teasers are. Yeah, And, and then hopefully uh... they don't make them talk.
0: Yeah, now I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this, but I think uh, I don't know if Warner Brothers are gonna have Warner's Animation Group work on the Space Jam sequel, the the live action hybrid with uh, LeBron James. (laughs) So I I don't know if they'll have Warner Animation Group working on that, but only time will tell. But Warner, man, they're ready to get into this animation game, and they coming in full throttle. All right, and the last piece of film news. So there's some stuff going on between the original writers of Aladdin and the live action remake. So basically, I'm just going to read out the Twitter rant real quick. Hold on. <clears throat> so Terry Rossio, I'm assuming that's pronounced. He uh, went on a t- he tweeted a lot about this. So he said so strange that literally the only word spoken in the new aladdin trailer happens to be a rhyme that my writing partner and i wrote and disney offers zero compensation to us or to any screenwriters on any of these live action remakes not even a t-shirt or a pass to the park the studio owns the content on an animated feature when the films are made no one first saw a live action remake so nothing was contracted Disney has been approached many times for some kind of compensation fee. I asked for a Disney pass, but they answered no. Zilch, nada. What's iron is that Disney did award myself and the other writers a lifetime pass right around when they opened Shanghai Disney with an entire land devoted to Pirates of the Caribbean at no compensation. They took away the lifetime pass. And then somebody... Uh, replied to this saying how is this possible I thought there were very strict rules in, around writers credit and Terry replied to that by saying animated films are not covered by the WGA Writers Guild of America that's the union for screenwriters and writers in the film industry okay let me get back to it yeah. <laughs> animated films are not covered by the WGA and not subject to any rules other than those specifically contracted WGA has attempted to address this in the past through collective bargaining, but in the end, so-called feature issues are usually abandoned. They have they have do yeah, I think that's the type of they have do have a current program where they attempt to get new animation contracts covered by WGA MBA guidelines. To be fair, Disney paid their contracted fees. It's more a lack of recognition, a remake payment. A chance to view the film, Inclusion onto the Team, A Pass to the Park. One cannot presume generosity, but lacking anything at all seems. i Gauch. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced gauche, G-A-U-C-H-E. Gauch. G <laughs> Gauch. A U C H E. G A U C H E. But. Uh, yeah, so basically, it's just that. Because uh, back then, because when did the. Animated Aladdin came out.
1: Ninety one or ninety two? When was it?
0: Aladdin. Ninety two for the Robin Williams one. Ninety two for okay. So yeah, nineteen ninety two. So yeah, he was saying that back then the WGA didn't cover animated films, and so but he ended it by saying that you know Disney uh, did fulfill the the uh, the original contract back back in 92 on the animated uh feature is just more of the lack of recognition Mm. for uh what's called for the new one and that uh you know that since it's being based on the animated one of their work they're not gonna receive anything for their contribution of the animated one even though the live action is clearly a live action adaptation of the animated property So, you know, Disney man, y'all y'all can y'all can cut these people some checks, man. Y'all y'all got y'all a billion dollar corporation. Y'all y'all can y'all can cut them something. Right. Just something. But, you know, Disney man. Stop, so, uh, you know, y'all out here purchasing companies for billions and making billions off of everything y'all put out. So, you know, y'all can, y'all can cut. Y'all can cut these people some checks. So, ooh. so that's the end of the film news we're going to get into the television news this week and the first thing is some DC extended uh, it's not really a part of the DC extended universe but uh, so we have an uh, we have a series called Pennyworth that is a prequel to Batman and it's going to follow Alfred and Thomas Wayne so it will be on the Epics Network And they have ordered 10 episodes, each being an hour. And they have casted Jack Bannon as young Alfred Pennyworth and Ben Aldridge as young Thomas Wayne. And the synopsis so far is that Alfred is a former British SAS soldier, so this is after his military days, who works with a young Thomas Wayne. So are y'all excited about an Alfred prequel? (laughs) Yeah, I, I kind of like seeing Alfred, like,
1: whoop people with his cane, but, I mean, this almost feels like it could be maybe a m- potential movie instead. Like, I'm almost more interested in his days as a British soldier than uh, his butler days as, like, in the in the Wayne Manor, Manor or however you pronounce that. Uh, but uh, I could give it a chance. Uh, I just, I'm not a big fan of Alfred as a character, but I but I think his story as a soldier is just more interesting than like what we've seen him do in like any form of Batman just being a butler. We've always seen him like that, even in the old Batman animated series, the Dark Knight trilogy. I'd just like to see more of the soldier aspect.
2: I mean, that is true, but I mean, you still have to consider of seeing like maybe uh, how Alfred started working with Wayne, you know? Like mm. how it all started. Like we need an origin for uh alfred because like as far as like the tv series and all of that now alfred was just there during the beginning he had he didn't really have like his story even though yeah. like as a butler you don't really need your own story because you're just a right. butler but like he's like an important second character so you know
1: hmm. okay
0: so alex so uh, so are you kinda I'm not I'm not trying to put word in your mouth. No, no. Words in your mouth. <laughs> but like are you basically like saying that uh what's cause it, that you wanna see like more of how he worked with Thomas Wayne and how Wayne how he helped build up the Wayne Enterprises?
2: Um I wouldn't say I want to see. It's more like I would understand um of how people would like to see that side of the story. Okay. Oh, like I wouldn't want to see it myself personally, but like as like a whole union, I can see why they would create that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah. So yeah, so like there's there's those people out there that want to see Alfred before mm-hmm. uh called before he was a butler, but not necessarily the Mm. The British agent, because we all know what people in in the military and these special forces do. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So production on that is set to start on October 22nd and premiere in 2019. So we will see how. Uh, so we will see how that goes, and we're gonna transition over to the Marvel uh, universe. So Iron Fist has been canceled after the second season. So, they said that the second... uh, So, they say even though the show is canceled, Iron Fist will still live on. So, does that mean that even though his show is canceled, he's still going to make cameo appearances in in the other shows? It's Marvel, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, there's a possibility because we've seen Arrow and Flash. There's a possibility because we've seen Arrow and Flash and, like, they've had, like, crossovers. So, did... I think it was called like Heroes of Tomorrow,
1: or yeah. Legends or Legends, yeah, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay.
2: Tomorrows. Yeah, 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 And so you know, there's always a possibility of bringing him back—not necessarily the show, but maybe like the character back.
0: Yeah. So, because there's al- already been a uh, crossover <laughs> episodes in the whole uh, the Defenders thing where everybody uh, was in it in the uh, in the you know uh, Netflix section of the marvel universe so but they say we'll live on so you know will the crossovers continue to happen hopefully but there are some people out there was in their opinion on change.org a fan has started a petition to renew to renew the uh have netflix renew iron fist for a season three uh she had a goal of ten thousand signatures and she has surpassed it so Change.org, you can look up uh, Iron Fist, and it should be the first one to pop up. So if you want to sign that petition and let Netflix know that you want a season three, go ahead and support that. Hmm. Now, last week, I know we talked about uh, Damon Wayans uh, saying he wanted to leave the Lethal Weapon TV show on Fox. And, you know, he's saying that, uh, you know, one of the main contributions for him leaving is his health. Because you know he's 58 years old, he's a diabetic, he's working 16-hour shifts, and you know, like he wants to spend more time with his family, and then some more stuff that's behind the scenes, and uh, you know, and Fox, uh, they want to have a conversation with him and see if he's willing to stay. So Fox said that they are willing to accommodate his schedule so he can spend more time with his family. Uh, they're willing to have healthier meals on set uh, for him and uh, and address and do whatever they can behind the scenes so you know they want to have a conversation with Damon Wayans so uh, you know will he end up staying we don't know that's uh, only for time to tell but Fox is willing to try and work with him to keep him on the show alright and then the last piece of TV news for this week concerns the walking dead now I've been waiting to speak on this because I've been trying to talk for like a, about a week or two ease now but we always ran out of time but we got time today so Andrew Lincoln first things before I get into the thing I really want to talk about the first piece of Walking Dead news is that Andrew Lincoln may return as a director for The Walking Dead so anyway so uh, you know he's, he's uh, willing to come back he wants to direct an episode and he's been like uh, I don't want to say the word lurking. That's not the proper one. But he's been like around behind the scenes, you know, trying to get the feel for stuff because he wants to direct the Walking Dead episode. So, you know, he may come back as a director. Uh, so, the main thing. So, Andrew Lincoln. This is not okay. Disclaimer: This is not the sole purpose for him leaving but it is one of the things uh, that contributed to him leaving so Chandler Riggs leaving the show well Chandler Riggs didn't really leave they killed him off the show so let me pull up this let me pull up this uh, let me pull up these quotes real quick from this this article on ScreenRant.com said I think when Carl died last year and Chandler left, I think that was the moment for him of okay, where does this leave Rick and how does he move forward? I think that was a pause for thought. As far as Andy goes, I'm complete I'm completely with him on the fact that he needs to spend more time with his family and he had just and he had just had a baby when the show got picked up. He's in Atlanta for eight months out of the year, for eight years now. So that's tough on anyone, and I completely agree with his decision to concentrate on his family for now, and I would do the same. So you have Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl, Rick's son. And, you know, basically if you watch The Walking Dead, then you know that one of the main reasons why Rick does everything he does is for Carl. And so, you know, when that motivation is gone, what is there left? What is the motivation factor now? Hmm. So that is one reason for him leaving and then also another thing cuz I didn't know that uh what's cuz I'm not sure if this is including like promo runs and stuff like that but he's in Georgia cuz Andrew Lincoln is from the UK. Uh, is does he still live in Well, I don't well, I'm not going to know that information, but I know that uh but I know that uh Andrew Lincoln is from the UK. So you know, being in Georgia eight months out of the year for The Walking Dead. So eight of those filming The Walking Dead, that's eight months away from from his uh, from his child and his family. So and I'm not sure if that's includes the promo runs because, you know, that, you know, they have the panels at Comic-Con and uh, Comic-Con and all these expos and stuff every year. So I don't know if that's including that, too. And he said and he's saying that he had a child around the time when the show got picked up so the show has been going on for nine seasons now so let's just say it got picked up the same year the show aired, then that would mean that his child that he had at that time will now be about eight to nine years old eight to nine years old and you've been out of, cause you know uh, cause you know when a, when your child is young, you know, it's that's the big like developments that happen in a child's life and you're not there eight months out of the 12 yeah. with your child so you know, I think you know Andrew Lincoln is making the uh the right choice because you know because you can't get that because you can't get that missed time back because you don't because even if he was to continue the show and they call it quits after like 11 or 12 seasons that's that's 12 years mm-hmm. that you didn't spend with your child that you can't get back uh-huh. so you know Andrew Lincoln, man, I I, I salute you for for this decision, man, because, you know, and then, you know, AMC out here, you know, AMC is doing AMC, they're not worried about (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) y'all. So, yeah, y'all got, uh, I'm not sure if y'all watch A Walking Dead. Uh, I haven't been able to watch season nine because my
1: subscription with with AMC, like, I don't use that anymore, but. Like I'd, I'd hope to wait for it to probably come on Netflix. Uh, yeah, they have season all the way up to season eight on Netflix yeah. now. Uh I mean, yeah, it's it's weird for me to like for him to leave this early as a comic reader because like Rick is still well and alive in the comics, and I I'm very curious to see where the, how where the story's gonna go with him missing. Like, are they gonna have Daryl possibly take his place? Because you know he's not in the comics, but he's still alive, so maybe that could happen. I mean. Uh it's just weird how like killing off some of these characters that happened recently like they're clearly going to go in a different direction for the series and they have skipped over arcs before so this could be a good idea and maybe this Andrew Lincoln leaving is for the better in terms of like the show and the actors themselves because of the story changes like maybe some will get off the show early and
0: spend yeah. time with their families Yeah so but uh the thing is uh we still don't know yet if they're gonna have uh, Rick. We still don't know if they're gonna kill off Rick or they're just gonna have Rick kind of walk away. Right. So you know, if if Nick, not Nick, excuse me, Rick. <laughs> oh my god. So if Rick does uh, end up walking away and they don't kill him off, that does leave the that does leave the potential for him to return oh. in the future. But you know that right. only. Time will tell, and you know, there's. I'm pretty sure there's more behind the scenes. This is just the stuff that's been made public. I'm pretty sure there's more. They did do that with Morgan stuff, yeah.
1: Because like, Morgan, he's now on that Fear show, yeah. So yeah, they, that's possible. But then uh, you gotta eventually, at some point, you know, maybe tie up that loose end. But if if they do make him walk away, I'd say do it in a way where he doesn't have to come back. But you know, there's still that chance for it to happen. Like, don't make it like conclusive like don't make it maybe something saying oh I'm infected I'm just going to live out the rest of my days in this lovely shed
0: um, yeah so I, like I kind of like so kind of like what you're saying I feel like what you're saying is like have him walk away to where it's like that chapter has ended mm-hmm. and then so and so that way if he does come back it's a like oh crap Rick is back yeah. versus that man he just walked off without dealing with this so like how are you going to walk away without dealing with this type yeah. of thing so like have him walk away to where you don't know for sure if he's coming back or not, mm-hmm. because like yeah, cause, like just this is just like a random example, cause like if let's say he walks off and he leaves uh, Judith with the group, then you know down the line, well Rick is gonna come back for his, for his daughter, yeah, you know like so and like awesome. so yeah, and then so like I mean, then when Rick comes back for his daughter he gonna, comes back for his daughter. Then it's gonna be like, Oh well we knew he was coming back for his daughter. <laughs> you know, like so have him leave the show on the way to where it's like he could be done for good, but if he does Ooh. pop back up he'd be like, Yo Or even better, like
1: maybe he finds like a whole new community, like his character, and then he becomes like the president of that community and maybe by the end of the show it's like, Hey guys, I'm president, I'm I'm like ruling this whole civilization now. Like, oh hey Judith, we can now be a family again. Like that could be a way to end it if they just
0: make him like the leader of a of a big community. So AMC, if you if you listen, take take some notes, man, because I know you're right. Cause y'all writers are are not doing stuff right. Because, <laughs> y'all messed up that's as right. soon as you, like y'all messed up as soon as you kill Carl. That's all I'm gonna say. That's where your writers messed up for me. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, and cut down on the filler, man. Cut down <laughs> yeah. on the filler. Season seven. You no, know, cause like six come like there's like t- between twelve to sixteen episodes a season, and we don't need all that filler, yo. Just like you can cut the. If you cut the filler out, you can cut that 16 down to, like, 12 or 10. Saves your money, too. Yeah. And production costs. Yeah, and it saves money on production costs too. Yeah. See, AMC, bro, take notes, bro. Matter of fact, give us a call, bro. Office is an internship <laughs> or something.
1: What if it turns out that, like, Rick is not going to leave the show at all and that this is just all a
0: prank to get ratings? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Major look. Hashtag finesse. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, bro. They, suck, they were sucking me in, too. Alright. Oh, dang my laptop is at uh eight percent. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it, uh what's That's how I looked over at my uh laptop to look at my Oh yeah, I'm at 8% like 8%. Oh, mm-hmm. And well, that is all the news that we have for this week. I am Dylan Dilworth, aka Dylan Tennyson, or if you know for social media, Dylan C B E. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, preferably Twitter at Dylan underscore CBE, D Y L A N underscore CBE. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch where I do occasionally live stream randomly. That is Dylan CBE, all one word, no underscore. Uh, Let's see, and thank you for listening to the podcast, you know what I'm saying. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the show, and you can tune in at anchor.fm forward slash Dylan Dilworth, D-Y-L-A-N-D-I-L-W-O-R-T-H. And if you don't want to listen inside of Anchor, you can always push that button that says listen in another app, and it will take you to your podcasting platform of choice. So that's all for me today. Alex, do you have anything you want to plug? No, I'm good, dude. All right, Gabe, you have anything yeah. you want to plug? Nah, I'm done. This was fun. All right. <laughs> hey, man, you al- you always welcome to come back anytime. Okay. All right. Whew. So that has been it. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you all next week, same time, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central. Thank you.